Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Hey, happy Tuesday, one and all. Welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Thank you sincerely for spending a couple of minutes of your day with the Bananas and myself. We got a fun show tonight. Uh, In 30 minutes, exactly 30 minutes, I'm going to revisit probably the worst moment in Mark Aram Show history, in case you missed it. It happened about a year ago. Uh, We're going to play the audio from it. Uh, I think it was my worst moment in, in Mark Aram Show history. Entertaining for you. The listener, you'll be entertained. I know it's entertaining for the bananas here. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's very embarrassing for me. Deborah's got some amazingly fun stories to talk about. Uh, but it is Tuesday, and uh, nothing helps you beat the grid and grind of Atlanta traffic better than my man, Little Sanji. It's time now. Time for Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. He is Little Sanjay, and Would You Rather. How are you, Sanjay? I'm doing great, man. It's wonderful looking outside at this weather. You know, I, was tra- I was trying to do the math the other day. <laughs> so Sanjay is one of my nearest and dearest acquaintances. Um, acquaintances? Uh, <laughs> That's dirty. And... Uh, I- like, how many times have I seen you in the last year, Sanjay? Uh, less, like, like four. Four, right? Less than less than five yeah, times. It's it, bad. Yeah, and one of them was at a court appearance where I don't want to bring up, but Sanjay yeah. needed a witness. A and, wedding, yeah. a court appearance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, it was... <laughs> a lot of judges involved in uh, No, yeah. but uh, anyway, uh, I miss you. I know Longoria, Loti misses you. Deborah, I don't know. Have you ever met Sanjay? You've met him at the, um, at the listener lunch, the right? You came in the studio one or two times, right? When we used yes. to have food, he would come in. Yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 All right. Well, what the light at the end of the tunnel, Sanjay, once you get vaccinated, we'll welcome you with open arms back into the studio. But in the meantime, uh, you're going to ask these unanswerable questions from your house. So here's the deal. Sanjay is going to ask us tough questions in studio. We'll answer them here, and uh, please feel free to play along in your car. What is the first question tonight there, Sanjay? All right, number one, would you rather be mugged at gunpoint, losing your wallet, your phone, and all your money, or... Be carjacked, but all you lose is your car. You still maintain all your wallet, phone, and your money. This, now, if anyone got carjacked over the weekend because of the NBA All-Star game, I'm sorry if this is too uh, early, too soon. If it's too soon. You know, yeah, um, so say it again. I get, I, what was the first one? You either one? get mugged at gunpoint and you lose your wallet, phone, and money, or you get carjacked and you lose your car. Oh, my God. Um, lose my car. Lose my car. Um, and I, I so if I lose my car, I keep my phone and my wallet. I get to keep them. Yeah, you get to keep them. Yeah, but insurance will pay for the car. That's a no-brainer for me. I, the hassle of getting a new driver's license, new credit cards. Uh, yeah, have my car. I'll, I mean, uh, 
the fine folks at Nationwide will, will get me a replacement soon, I hope. So, yeah, carjack me. Both are, I don't want either, by the way. Neither is, is a good scenario. Deborah, would you rather be mugged at gunpoint and lose your wallet, phone, and money, or be carjacked and just lose your car? Um, I drive a 16-year-old four-cylinder, so <laughs> have fun with the car. All right, take the car. Low <laughs> yep. T. Chuck from Whitefish, Montana. I'm with you, man, based on laziness. Yeah, Make my 100%. car so much easier to replace the car than all that other Absolutely. Like the car One is... phone call yeah. instead of 10. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah they're exactly right, Sanjay. And again, like the 100%. value is not even close, right? Nope. Even Deborah's your uh, 16-year-old car is worth more than your phone, I would imagine. Close? Probably not by much. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Close. Uh, Longoria, yeah. the stoic Eskimo. <clears throat> I need a new vehicle, so take mine, <laughs> so I'll have an excuse to get a new one. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that'll make me go, go buy a new one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Your insurance rates must be through the roof, though. No, they're not. Because <laughs> you're the only one that thinks I'm a bad driver. That, the insurance uh, yeah. company doesn't. No. Drunky boy over here is not a very good. Longoria, uh, uh, Loti, I mean Loti. Sanjay, have you ever driven with Longoria? Can you chime in? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been in the car with him, and it is a little bit scary. It is not. <laughs> you've never been in a car three. with me. There's no, no way. Racial Adam profiling. Wait, did, whatever. Did you, you have, have an Indian you... dude in a car? Yeah, you're so definitely getting scary pulled part. over. Now, did you have Sanjay in the front uh, facing child seat, or the, it's probably less scary if you're in the yeah, you know the yeah. back facing child seat. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right, would you oh, did you answer? Be... Yeah, we're all unanimous. Did, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sanjay. Okay, number two. Would you rather be bitten by Joe Biden's dog or by Queen Elizabeth's dog? What they have Irish greyhounds at the uh, White House? I think so. At the White at the Corgis. Corgis. He's got a ton okay. of corgis. Yep. I remember a, a Legend of Greystoke, Tarzan, like all the nobility had the Irish wolfhounds. You ever seen one of those, Longoria? I have. Oh, it's like, huge. They're big. Yeah. Ha- it's like me when I get out of the shower. <laughs> Just big, hairy, wet-looking dogs. Um, I'm going to get bit by the the queen's dogs, right? That I mean, if, if I'm looking for, uh, if I want to do go Ken Nugent on them, like the queen has got way more money than Joe Biden. So not that I'm a litigious person, but let me get bit by the queen's Corgis, Deborah says. So I got a possibly a bigger payday. Uh, Deborah bit by uh, Joe Biden's pup or the Queen's pup? I think the Corgis wouldn't hurt as much. Like a German Shepherd guys. can hurt, yeah. right? Those are strong dogs. Sure. I'll take the Corgis. All right, uh, low T Chuck. I don't want to get bit by a go- or a German Shepherd. Yeah, absolutely not. I'll take the the other dogs. Do we know for sure it was the German Shepherd that did the biting? Because I think the Bidens That's have two what, dogs. I, yeah, they were they both said, German Shepherds. They yeah, said they're both. both though, oh, they're both German they? Shepherds. Yeah. All right. Uh, Longoria, which dog? Yeah, I'm with y'all. I, I think smaller dogs um, would probably be less painful than them. So I'm the only one that went for the financial reasons of the, you guys yes, went for pain. Yeah. yeah, I went for pain. I went more right. All right. Uh, is is that Burger King on Peachtree still open near Oglethorpe? Do you know? Ooh, I'll have to go check, man. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I used to go. That whole Brookhaven area has changed so much since when I lived over there. But I would live. I, I went to like three restaurants. So I lived over there: the Waffle House, the Burger King, and what used to be the Jocks and Jills. Those are like the, the only three places I would go: the Burger King, the Waffle House, and the. And I think, I think the Waffle House is still there. Jocks and Jills is long gone, and I think the Burger King is gone too. Aram history is just evaporating before our very eyes. Sad day. Uh, uh, not sad, though. Sanjay, next question, buddy. All right. Number three, would you rather eat your pizza folded or not folded? And it doesn't matter if it's New York pizza, Chicago pizza, Italian pizza. you got to choose this across the board. Yeah, it's impossible to eat Chicago pizza folded, right? I mean, so you I, got to try. I if love Chicago pizza, folded. but it's not pizza. It's a casserole. Um, in New York, in in New England, you fold your pizza and eat it that way. And I think it was because um, when people would get slices to go on the subway, 
just to make it a smaller thing. That's why the, the tabloid newspapers in New York are the way they are. That's strictly because of subway commuters. Like, you can't have that big, bulky, big, full newspaper. You had that little tiny uh, thing. So I'm going to fold my pizza. Deborah Green. Not folded. No. Mm-mm. Just sideways. Just normal. Open wide. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw it in there. Yep. Um, are you growing up in Wisconsin? Chicago pizza was a. We had a lot of Chicago pizza. Yeah, yeah but I, Detroit pizza apparently is amazing, and I've never had it. Never tried that yet. It's like a tomato pie kind of thing. It, it looks really good. After being in Italy, I have a new appreciation oh, for pizza. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, low tea, Chuck. Folded. Uh, humble brag, he says. Uh, folded. Folded. All right. And and what, did you even have a pizza joint in Whitefish, Montana, growing up? We did. It was the only one. It was Stretches Pizza. Stretches? <laughs> yep. <laughs> was it part gas station, part pizzeria? Absolutely. Like, okay, good. All right. I knew that you couldn't <laughs> survive just on a, no. a pizza joint. No. It did, was like a, the little, they turned one little section of the convenience store into a There you go. Was it good? Was it solid? Yeah, it was yeah. solid. But I didn't know any better. Like, yeah, of course I not. Yeah. I, back in those days, that's why I have an affinity for Pizza Hut. You, like, that was a treat to go to Billings and go to Pizza. Yeah. Did you ever get uh, like a Domino show up or a Papa John's no, eventually never. in her town? Never no. in Whitefish. Nope. All right. Uh, Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo. Folded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a reason. Just, right. I mean, yeah. that was a kind of weak question, Sanjay. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. No, it's not. Listen, they all can't be A pluses. Yeah. That's right. What's the next uh, one? Blue, single. Number four, <laughs> uh, the next B plus question. If you won a $100,000 car in a raffle, mm-hmm. Would you rather keep the car, you can't sell it, or take the cash worth 50% of the car's value? So 50 G's in your pocket or a $100,000 car? 50 G's. I'm married. I have no need to get a flashy vehicle. Give me the give me the cash. What am I going to do in a $100,000 car? Get get hijacked, carjacked and stole, you know, stuff stolen out of it and buckhead. So, yeah, give me the cash. I don't need a, There's no reason for me to drive a $100,000 car. Well, earlier my car was stolen, so I guess the <laughs> $100,000 car would make sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not uh, keeping up with the Joneses person, yeah. so I'd rather have the cash. Now, if I was yeah. single, like when I, when I was single, I, I bought a Mercedes convertible. That that wasn't $100,000, but it was, the, you know, but I was like, oh, I got to oh, find I the ladies. That. You know, okay. that didn't work sweet. either. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. But at this point in my life, no. Um, I'm fine with a grocery getter or whatever. Uh, low T Chuck. Give me the money. Yeah. I just don't have a use. I, 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 now you've got a nice I truck do. now. Does your, yeah. does your, your hot neighbor wife, does she drive a nice car? Uh, yes. Nicer than yours? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Most I definitely. just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure all is right in the world. Uh, Longoria. Uh, yeah, I can get a decent vehicle for 50 grand. Decent truck, so you know I'll I, take the fifty thousand. No offense, more but why not just get the hundred? If you're gonna uh, turn around and use it for a vehicle, he's gonna wreck it in like three months. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna wreck this four. car in ten his, years. His, so don't his worry about it. His insurance on the Durango is already like sixteen hundred a month. <laughs> it is not. Imagine that what is it is lie. for a hundred thousand dollar car. Uh, <laughs> you got one more, lie. Sanjay? I do. Would uh, you rather always have to watch YouTube videos at half speed or at double speed? The only YouTube videos I watch currently are baseball opening videos, and I like to fast-forward them anyway. I don't really watch anything else on YouTube. I know there's a ton of stuff there, but I just watch people open baseball cards to give you the extent of my nerdiness, uh, and I'd rather watch that at twice the speed. I do already. So double speed on the YouTube vids. Uh, Deborah Green. Yeah, I never watch YouTube, um, so I guess double speed. Just yeah. get it over with. Uh, low T. Uh, double speed. I want everything to get over with faster. Like on those other video channels that you subscribe to? <laughs> no. it, would that change your answer? Uh, just you want it to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want it slower? I want it slower. 
guy's a stallion. <laughs> yeah. How long is this video? Four hours. Uh, <laughs> Longoria. <laughs> I'll take the slower speed. Slower speed. Yeah, All right, there you go. All right, Sanjay, you better get <laughs> out of here. Uh, um, Sanjay is the official accountant of the Mark Aram show. Uh, I actually got to talk to you, Sanjay. Should my and I file jointly or separately this year? Jointly. Jointly. Sure. All right. Well, I'll get to your cousin on that. But Sanjay <laughs> will do your taxes. Uh, follow him on Facebook. It's Brass Tax Accounting, or the website is brass.tax. Uh, great job, as always, Sanjay. Appreciate you, buddy. My man. We'll be right back. 404 872 This is The Mark Aram Show. 626, 67 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and the Banana at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Coming up after the news at 630. I don't care if you get home. Stay in your car and listen because we're going to replay audio from perhaps the, in my opinion, the worst moment in Mark Aram's show history, which happened a year ago. And if you missed it the first time, even if you heard it the first time, it's worth uh, sticking around for. So hang around after the news at 630. Real quick, uh, Chuck, are you a good cornhole player? This is not a trick question. You know the game cornhole where you throw. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I'm, no, I'm medium. Okay, just Longoria average. cornhole. Uh, I've I've probably played once in my life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, Denver I mean, Green. I, I was not in a frat. Okay, uh, is is corn? <laughs> well, the reason I say it is uh, a lawn care company is uh, paying a thousand dollars to people play uh, cornhole uh, for True Green Lawn Care. I don't know what it is, but is cornhole like a newer invention? Or is it just something that I didn't know about growing up? Like, I never knew about cornhole. We had lawn Kids jarts. didn't play that in college by you? No. Really? No, it wasn't until I moved down here. And then I was like, oh, cornhole. Interesting. So I don't know. I just want to know the origins of cornhole. If, if anyone has that information, I'd love to hear it. Uh, 404-872-0750. When we come back after news, my most embarrassing or the worst moment in Mark Aram Show history. Stick around. This is Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. 638, 22 in front of 7. Gorgeous. 66 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and gang with you till 8 in the p.m. Some fun stories coming up. Uh, I want to go back to a year and three days ago. I actually thought today was the one-year anniversary of the worst moment in my broadcasting career, but it was actually March 6th of 2020. If you go back in the Wayback Machine, Low T. Chuck, that was the day. So think about it. We're just starting in the pandemic, mm-hmm. and President Trump comes to Atlanta to go to the CDC. And why was this the worst moment in my uh, Mark Aram show history? Uh, I always pride myself on the only reason I'm where I am is because I never call in sick and I'm never late. I was late for the Mark Aram show on March 6th, 2020. And Deborah Green was kind enough or mean enough to pull the audio. This is what it sounded like. The worst moment in Mark Aram show history. Broadcasting live from my car on Deering Road in Northwest Atlanta. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome to the program. I, I literally feel your pain right now as I've been stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic for over an hour and a half trying to get from my my small shack to our palatial Midtown Studios. <laughs> Unbelievable traffic out there. So I am starting the car, uh, starting the show in my car. I'm currently behind a uh, red Mercedes at the stop sign at Deering and Loring. The Bananas. My faithful bananas are in the studio. Let me get a, a, a roll call. Who is in the studio with me right now since I am in my car as I start this show? Longoria is here. Yeah, Loti's here. Everyone else is here. <laughs> yeah, everyone's here. Everybody's here but, but the traffic guy. You know what, what, what kills me the most about this is the fact that this shatters my staunch record of never being late. 
for an air shift at WSB Radio 22 years down the drain. Wow. Doing radio, and it's the first time I am going to be late. But there's progress. I've moved more in the last three minutes than I did in the last hour and a half. So I, I think I will be at the station by the time uh, we get back from the break at 620. Nightmarish conditions out there, folks. I feel your pain. I've been, I'm out of supplies, Longoria. I'm, I've You're out of, out of, you're already out. Of out. Dang. I've run out of snacks. Um, I've, I've not run out of patience, though, because I ran out of patience like 30 minutes ago. And then when I realized I wasn't going to make the start of the show, I just started laughing. I was like, "All right, this is this is a what is the is food? Part of- What's the food delivery that delivers by bike? Can they come meet you oh, at your yeah, car? Yeah. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Yeah, can you call them to meet you at your car? Legitimately. So about an hour ago, um, I was on uh, Bellmead Road off of Howell Mill, and I wasn't moving, and I saw a dude in rollerblades. Zipping through Atlanta traffic. That is the supposed <laughs> mode of transport right now for folks in Atlanta. Bring out those roller blades from 1994. They will get you where you need to be on time. I, uh, it, I mean, it, at this point, it's just uh, a joke. I'm assuming you guys didn't have to deal with this. Were you guys in early enough that you didn't get stuck in the in the bad traffic? I, no. didn't, I didn't have any issues. Did you? Yeah, no, I came yeah. in at uh, 3 o'clock and I, I didn't have any it. issues. Yeah, I was in at 2.30. Yeah, we we at knew two? the president was coming in way yeah, before. Yeah, we got in early. Yeah, well, I did too, long. <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> I left my house at 4.15 p.m. At what? My, my commute has never taken more than 25 minutes to get to the station. Through presidential visits, through ICE, through whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's 6.12 p.m. right now, and I'm still... Uh, I'm, a, I'm actually moving now. I can't believe this. It feels like I'm a NASCAR driver. I'll pass right now. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. Uh, just, just to update my uh, position, and I'm talking on my phone illegally. I should. I, should, I could definitely get taken. Well, you shouldn't have I'm said on that. I'm street now at the Buford Spring Connector. I'm looking at a lady right now in a silver car. Uh, she's looking at me like I'm crazy. I just waved at her. Uh, but it is. This is. I mean, at this point, I feel bad. I heard the open mics. The guy's going to miss his buddy's wedding. I've been fielding uh, emails, text messages, and IMs from from my friends that are like, "Help me out here," and I'm like, "I'm I'm in my car. I literally cannot help you out." <laughs> and this all happened because I guess of a delay in the president's departure from the CDC. Logistically, he was supposed to be out at a certain time, so they closed the road, and then he stuck around for another 45 minutes. So we had a 45 minute elongated closure. Longoria, can I get uh, the Mark Aram Show breaking news sounder, if you don't mind? Uh, I need to. Uh... Where is Hector? I, uh, an hour and 45 minutes after I departed my house, I am about to take a left turn at the WSB Radio employee Ooh. parking lot. So All right. Even know, our guest is big. here. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we have a guest. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hypothetic. Uh, so here's the deal. I know that I, I've been listening to the open mics that Chris Chandler, I know the knee-jerk reaction is to blame the president, but I, I really think that you got to blame whoever the president's Deb Green is, like whoever his <laughs> oh, executive yeah. producer is, because it, it wouldn't have been, I mean, it would have been bad. Listen, it's Friday, it's the afternoon, but it wouldn't have been that bad if they didn't close the roads an hour before he left the CDC. So whoever, I mean, you can you can be mad, but don't blame the president on this one. Blame whoever is his uh, logistics it. person Maybe is. Maybe he wanted to his, take the scenic route. This is, um, no, Deb, <laughs> no, no. And, and what, what's funny is that other open micers stole what I, what I thought was a pretty good idea for me. I asked Deb Green to see if the CDC had a helipad because it makes sense to have Marine One. If you 
There it is. Uh, a year and three days ago, my most uh, embarrassing moment on radio, the worst moment in Mark Aram Show history where I did the first segment from my car. And just to go back and defend myself, in the mornings, it takes seven minutes door to door. And that day, it took That's two like hours. That's 4 a.m., though. Still, two hours. Uh, so there it was, my shattered record of being at low T beat me to work. High pitch Eric beat me to work. Uh, just a horrible day in, in Atlanta traffic and in the Mark Aram Show career. All right, we'll come back. Uh, you remember that day? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad out there. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Live in 2021, this is the Mark Aram Show. I'd like to say thank you to Janet for sticking up for me on Twitter. She said, technically, I didn't uh, break my tardiness record because I did start the show on time. Uh, when President Trump came to visit the yeah, CDC. Yeah, remember we were kind of scrambling to figure out what to do, and we yeah. said, just get you on the phone. Yeah, just do it. So I, I, so I was here for the start, but I mean, the fact that Low T beat me into the, the station is, you can hold that over my head forever. Good. Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> does not look yeah. good. Exactly. Uh, but it was crazy. Like, things, that was like right before the world shut down. That was right at the, the t- we, had a, we had a sounder. For the do we still have the coronavirus sounder? I don't, did you delete that? We decided I didn't delete it. Once people started dying, we're like, yeah, let's let's not play the funny <laughs> yeah. coronavirus sound. Do you remember I that? We had the high pitch Eric one. Yeah, yeah, coronavirus. It was like a, I bet I could find it if you can't find it. Yeah, it was like a Superman, uh, a Spider-Man sound. Like, wow, Wonder I Woman. Wonder Woman. That. That's right. Yeah, coronavirus. And then we're like, oh, uh, oh yeah, this is serious. People are dying. <laughs> let's not play this anymore. Uh, Grant is in Decula. Grant. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you, sir? I'm good, Mark. How are you tonight? I'm hanging in, brother. I'm hanging in. What's cooking? Well, I was listening. Uh, I've been listening, and to show what a loyal listener I am, I was when I didn't know what, where you were going when you said you had something, you know, that you were going to play the your worst moment and all that. Once I heard it, I said I was listening that day, and I remember. But you're you're totally wrong. You're the consummate professional, and you, even though you weren't there physically, you made it happen. And Thank you, buddy. And that's, and that's what we like. And and not only that, listening to the clip this time, and you're giving traffic information <laughs> while you're sitting there. Well, that's just you're that's doing... in my DNA to to give the traffic update. But I remember my I, my phone was blowing up from people because it was a nightmare everywhere because they would like four interstates shut down twice and. People were were texting me like, "What should I do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm I'm stuck in it with you, man. It, it it was horrendous. But that was like the last normal week of of humanity before everything shut down. Well, that was that wasn't the worst Mark Aaron moment. That was a classic. Classic. Mark Aaron All right, moment. I like that. By the way, uh, someone on Facebook said uh, in anticipation of the work Mark Mark Aram show moment, worst Mark Aram show moment. They thought it was when Johnny Kilbasa dubbed Arby's beef and cheddar the best burger. <laughs> and I, I find oh, that man. yeah, that's tough to argue with that. Uh, Johnny raised some uh, some feathers when he said Arby's beef and cheddar was the best burger on the market. Um, but we should do it. We do best of shows. We should do a worst of show. I found it. You found the worst of show? No, oh, the, no, the, the sound. <laughs> so this is before the, we knew it was like a severe pandemic. Anytime we talked about the coronavirus, Longoria would play this. Coronavirus. COVID-19. Yeah, with Scotty B and High Pitch Eric, like yeah. the highest voice and the lowest voice. And uh, yeah, we made the, I think we all agreed, you know, shortly after that. Yeah, it didn't last about two weeks. Yeah, we were like, hey, you know what, let's, let's, let's still, let's pull that. Well, thanks for the encouraging words, Grant, and thanks for listening, buddy. Enjoy as always. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, when we come back after news, Shelly Winter, 
Everyone knows Shelly, right? He is uh, one of the uh, main hosts of Word on the Street. He's going to come in. I've been uh, I've been not wanting to talk about that whole Meg Markle royal family story, um, but now I I, I want to talk about it not in a, a in a different way. And I, I really want to uh, talk about the racial aspect of it, especially in the in the light of that interview with Oprah Winfrey, where uh, someone in the royal family went to Prince Harry allegedly. And they were worried about um, what the color of their grandson, of what their son would be. And, like, that was a big thing. So I want to talk about the racial issue of it. Uh, not t- Chuck, we're not talking about Meg Markle's hotness. That's not what we're talking about. We'll talk about that off the air. Uh, but just the racial aspect of this. And I wanted Shelly to come in. Because I, I, I have no, uh, obviously, being a pudgy white Jewish man, I have no knowledge of, of that component of this story about the 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 talk of what would your kids look like if you married this person but that's a pretty big thing in the african-american community so shelly's going to join us in studio we got some real fun stories as well and of course always you are welcome to join the operation 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK on twitter and instagram at mark aram this is the mark aram show The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole family here tonight, Devara Green, the executive producer of the show. Shlongoria, 44 years and one day old, stoic on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck screens them calls. We got a red alert, I believe, on the south side, so we'll check back in with Alex Williams in just a second. Some fun stories coming up, uh, but I want to talk about, I, I yesterday, Shelly Winter, who's in studio here, uh, co-host of Word on the Street, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on WSB. Uh, you know, Shelly comes in early and does show prep Longoria. Um, we, I strive to be Shelly, to come in hours before the show <laughs> yeah, and do the yeah. show prep. Uh, and we had a conversation, and he said, hey, you going to talk about the Meghan Markle story? I was like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with it. I just did, you know, the whole royal family thing, I don't care, whatever. But here I am talking about it. So, and, and Shelly, I wanted you to come in here because the angle that I want to talk about is... Uh, the racial angle, so that in that Oprah interview, <sighs> I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was you or Milani. I mean, if she was here, I would know. Um, because it's 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 uh, it's a foreign concept to me. It's an understandable concept, but a foreign concept to me. The headline out of the Oprah interview was the the bombshell that someone in the royal family approached Prince Harry and was worried about what color their kid would be because Meghan Markle is. Uh, um, a, a mixed race. Uh, her father's white and her mother was African-American. And first of all, I, you know, if it was the queen, 90-year-old woman asking a question, like, yeah, th- that that generation would ask that question. Like, I can't do a British accent. Like, what color is that kid going to be? Like, I could see my grandmother asking that, that right. generation, right? Uh, but, but is that a... Uh, 
in, in the African-American community, I found out since talking to, to my friends that that is often uh, the topic of conversation when there is uh, a couple, one is darker skinned, one is lighter skinned, what are our kids going to look like? Or if uh, there's a, a, a white spouse and a and a black spouse, what are kids? Like, that's a conversation that is had quite often, maybe not in the negative connotation that the royal family pulled Harry aside with concern about it. So is that is that something that goes on in, in African-American absolutely, families? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And the, and the reverse happens when a, uh, a black male might go off to college, an Ivy League college, mm-hmm. and, and meets a young white co-ed and yeah. falls in love and brings her home. There's a conversation that the grandparents have. The old have. grandmother's going to be like, what is, what's well, our, right. yeah. is our kid going to be white or black? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And then there's an older school generation. My grandmother who's passed away, but she's you know another generation beyond, beyond probably with the Queen's generation. Yeah. In the Queen's generation, maybe a little bit before, where that conversation is, we want it to be light because there's a paper bag test in the sure, black Sure, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, so it, it, there's, there's, it, it's called colorism, and it happens all the time. I don't... I ne- I don't necessarily see it as so hateful and so bad that the, someone asked in the royal family. I just think it's kind of silly because that baby had no chance of being any way darker <laughs> than Halle Berry, as Scotty B said last night. I yeah. mean, no chances of being, because the yeah. mother is light-skinned, the father is white, as you said. Yeah. Meghan Markle, until you until she tells you she's black, yeah. no one even knew. Yeah. So the conversation, it, it does happen, uh, obviously. Absolutely. The question is... It, it made it seem like in in the interview with Oprah that this was a negative thing. Like they were concerned that the color of the grandchild might not be. There probably was some concern. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the royal family. You don't want this, you know, baby running around that doesn't look like everyone else. Um, and you know, she's an outsider. I'm not sure that there's a lot of inbreeding going on in these kind of monarchy type <laughs> families. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but the honest to the god truth. Everyone has that conversation. Even people that love each other have that conversation. And I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the question. Here's my theory. I've, I've been saying this for decades now on the radio. Do you ever see the movie, uh, what's the, the uh, uh, Jules Verne time travel movie? Uh, the Time Machine, I guess. Yeah, The Time Machine. So they did a remake like 10 years ago. And the guy goes like 300,000 years into the future. And the whole human population is the same shade. Of like beige, like I think I eventually think like there, there we're all going to be the same shade because uh, you know as the world opens up and uh, cultural norms are 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 smashed that we are going to see more mixed color, more mixed race uh, babies and and we're going to all you know become a true melting pot. And it's like oh, it's going to take five hundred thousand years according to Jules Verne, but eventually we're all going to look like Shelley. Right, right, <laughs> which is the perfect look. Um, the Afrofuturist writers have written about that, how Af- like this concept of black and white will disappear eventually over time because of interracial ma- mix and people mixing in marriage, uh, having marriages sure. and, and having babies, yeah. and, and eventually it'll go away. And the argument becomes, is that a good thing for black people, quote unquote, yeah. or is it a bad thing if you... If you're gone, yeah. if you're effectively gone, I, I think it'd be a great thing for humanity. I won't be around for this. You won't be. Around well, I for won't this. be around. All right, so let's 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 fold this into some pop culture. I I had this conversation internally um, the other night when I'm watching Coming to America Part Two. I had I I I didn't voice it because I don't know if it's proper to voice it, but I do this in movies and I do this with uh, movies that star white actors, Asian actors. Um, uh, Latino, uh, African-American. And I said to myself, 
Uh, and again, I, if I if I'm offending, I, I don't mean to this, and I want to know if you had the same thought. Like, all right, so Eddie Murphy is is Eddie Murphy. We know what he look, he looks like the mother. Spoiler alert: the mother of the child, Leslie Jones. We know what she looks like, right? The kid looked like the mom could have been uh, Sherry Headley. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, like the casting. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's actually. You know what I'm saying? Like, did I you did. have that thought? I, I did not. And uh, <laughs> but so now I'm just gonna write this down. Right, and my list that I'm going to HR with when yeah. when they, our 90 days are up. But uh, but his his but, son was was very fair. Very fair skin. Yeah. And that that normally would not happen from a Leslie Jones and, and a, an Eddie Murphy. And a, Eddie Murphy. Yes. That would not happen. But the real big story out of Coming to America too is that the father and son both turned down much more better much better looking women for less good looking women they went for they went with their heart now with their eyes eyes right or their which loins. is totally unmaleness <laughs> <laughs> totally well unmaleness. they're royalty that's why we're not they yeah. uh yeah who turns down tayana taylor willing to do anything for the rest of her life for, with you for some girl who wants to open up a business well that you get free haircuts totally for the rest of your life totally for, unrealistic for, i did like the part where <laughs> they they did the bad the uh the flashback to uh, Eddie's first uh, arranged marriage, and the last we saw her, he said, bark like a dog, and then he never told her to stop, and 30 years later, she's still barking like a dog. <laughs> really? she, and, and Wesley was, was like, like uh, you cursed my sister. <laughs> Thanks for taking the curse off. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a pretty good callback. But I do this with, uh, with, with white actors, too, because uh, I took a genetics class. I'm not saying I did well at it. I took a genetics class, and you learn about things. Like, there are... So you see my earlobes? I've got uh, what they're called separated earlobes, all right? So that is the uh, dominant trait. Let me see your earlobe, Shelly. Move your thing. Is it separated or is it connected? Separated. So oh, he's you, separated. We got, we got ear, earlobes. What about yours, Deborah? Mine are separated. All right. The, the, the recessive... No, the recessive no, gene is... Uh, connected, where you don't have the the flappy lobe like we do, oh. where it's like it's tight to there. That's that's the recessive gene, or a thumb, or a, can you uh, can you go like this with your tongue? Can you roll your tongue into a thing? Yes. All right. So we can do that. Yeah, Some so people his can't. Thumb is straight. Mine curves. Yeah. There's there's yeah. certain things that are, and so it, this has always been in my mind. Um, if I see two redheaded people cannot have a child with dark hair. It's genetically impossible. If, if you're married, if you're a dude right now, you're driving home and you have red hair and your wife has red hair and your son has black hair, she cheated on you. <laughs> wow. It's genetically impossible. impossible for that to happen. Now, you can. Two blondes can have. I might, uh, this is so long. I took, I'm not going to say this wrong. Two brunettes can have a blonde child. Um, I'm not sure if two blondes can have a brunette child or yeah, not. Yeah, it's they all can. part of the recessive yeah. genes in there. It depends on also their parents. So, yes. Yeah, so here's can. another thing. If you have the flappy earlobes like Shelly and I do, and your wife has that, and your kids have the ones that go like this, she cheated on you. Wow. Like it's, <laughs> so you these know, are the things we're supposed to look for. Exactly. So when I'm in the, when I'm in Club Kaya, you know, I look at her, no. Um, but if, if so, you know, that's, you don't need you know, 23 and me to know this. If your if your kids have the earlobes that go like that instead of the flappy ones, and you and your wife have the flappy ones, she cheated on you. Wow. Yeah, I just broke up seven marriages. <laughs> wow. I know you have a bunch in, of people looking at their kids' ears yeah. right now. Come on, you never paid attention yeah. before. Stevie, come here. Let me see your ears. Uh, but I but so I do that in movies. Like if there's two redheaded kids and they have a, uh, a dark haired child, I'm like this is the horrible casting. That cannot happen. But it didn't even occur to you that that uh, no, not some, at all. all right. Not at all. I, what occurred to me in that scene was that you know how you have a baby from that 
minor interaction yeah. between the two of them. Like, because I don't, I'm not well, even sure Eddie was there long enough to finish the act. As Chuck will tell you, twice it only takes you seven <laughs> seconds, and and you and it can happen. It's it's not After that. Uh, you're just, yeah, maybe I maybe my six seconds. I thought six seconds was long enough. Yeah, I should uh, extend it to seven. It's like the five second rule. You <laughs> drop it on the floor. <laughs> Real quick, wrapping up with Shelly Winter, uh, host of uh, Word on the Street, Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight. Uh, the the uh, Black Twitter, and I say that with love because half my followers are Black Twitter, they uh, they were all about this Oprah-Meghan Markle interview uh, when it happened. What's been the reaction since uh, from the African It's still a baby. Community? It's still the color of the baby. Yeah. That's been the big news that I've been uh, seeing out there. And I just, there was so much more that came out of that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm really respect, I respect Harry a lot. I mean, he made a decision to separate himself from royalty based on protecting his wife yeah. and his kid. And I think that should be the conversation that everyone's having. I agree. Um, but it, that's not. It's all about the color of the baby, and I think that's just a ridiculous conversation. Yeah. Here's a guy that literally gave up everything for the, for to protect his family and his wife. I think that's really, for me, that's been the story for the last two days. Just think about what, what goes behind closed doors, that he walks away from a crown. What's going on with it? With uh, she's got the good, good. He's no, not she, getting the crown. No, I know. You know what I'm saying. But ironically, so. Uh, oh, my, sorry. This is family radio. I forgot. No, we're, 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 we're PG-13. So my wife is half Japanese, and um, I don't know if we're gonna have children yet or not. But I'm sure my parents have had the conversation, uh, but not in a in a derogatory way. Just what? The, just... What? What would the child look like? And I know for a fact they're like both of my parents. Uh, you know, in their 70s, Jewish, different generation. I know for a fact both of them are hoping and praying that our child looks like Maya and not me. Like, that is for sure. That, it's not bigotry. They just, she's way prettier than I ever would be. They don't care what the kid looks like as long as it looks more like Maya than like me. Does Maya have separated earlobes? Well, she does now. We'll see what the kids do. <laughs> we'll see. Chuck, I got to check Chuck's earlobes when we get back. Shelly, thanks for joining us, Thank buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, if you want to chime in on this conversation, uh, I, I guess it's more of a prejudging thing through my eyes than a bigotry thing when I'm watching movies and saying, could that be possible? Do you do that in movies? Like, oh, that couldn't happen. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. All right, before I break up any more marriages, so I th- let, me, let me just offer, a, I think, a quick correction on the earlobe thing. Uh, Deborah, you can you can Google this and back me up. So I think it's if if both parents have connected earlobes, then the kids can't have the flappy earlobes. Right. So if you have two, so again, I hopefully no one's in divorce court yet. If you if both parents have the flappy earlobes, you can have a kid with a connected earlobe. But two parents with connected earlobes can't have a kid with a flappy earlobe. <laughs> Those are the correct terms. All right. Yeah. The fla- <laughs> the scientific term of the flappy the flappy, flappy earlobe. Ear- yeah. I, so I, hopefully no one's married. It's yeah. It's the Two connecteds can't have a flappy. Separated. Two wrongs can't make a right. Yes, maybe. <laughs> uh, Steve's in Dunwoody. Steve, thanks for hanging on, buddy. What's going on? Hey, hey, Mark. How are you, man? Excellent. Good, good, to, good, to, good to talk with you. So I'm glad that, that you had Shelly on because he hit on a point that I've been thinking of since I first heard the clip about the race of, of, of the skin color of Archie. Well, you've got Harry, who is clearly white and ginger. Yes. And then you've got Meghan Markle, right? It's like... Who possibly could have thought that kid was going to be any shade other than the white? I mean, come on. It's just baffling to me that, that anyone would 
put that together. But, I, I can understand having the conversation, but not in a derogatory way. Like Longoria, yeah. when when you were when your wife was pregnant with your first daughter, I'm sure you had that conversation. Oh, I wonder what our kids gonna look like. Like like an excited thing. Like oh, is you know you know. Yeah, I, re- I wanted them to have blue eyes and green eyes like yeah, her, like my like wife. Like that that conversation is fine to have. The problem is the way again. This is we're hearing this third hand from yeah, Harry yeah. that it was like they were concerned, right, about how That's the kid different. looked. Yeah, right. not excited like, oh, what's the kid gonna yeah. look like? Uh, well, I don't even right. know what the kid does look like. I mean, he's he's like two years old now, right? Do we do we well, know what he looks, looks like? Any baby? Okay, <laughs> any baby. Well, you, you know, Mark, you 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 think it's got to be somebody not necessarily in the family. I think somebody associated with the crown that maybe trying to protect the whole bigger picture yeah i just still, assumed it still, was the queen kind of because the queen or the queen uh what's the queen's husband called what's his official title the prince the prince mm-hmm. uh i thought it was them because they're the oldest right when you think about racist you're like oh you tend to think it's the older people but uh harry came out and said no it wasn't the queen it wasn't prince philip was it his dad was it his brother was it someone uh you know who knows we i don't really care to be honest with you but i do like the conversation about talking about what your baby's going to look like, because I think that's a normal conversation to have. We'll continue that normal conversation with Johnny, Billy, and you if you call now, 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is Lois Griffin, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. He packed in animals two by two. Ah, camel and a kangaroo. 736, 24 in front of 862 degrees. Gorgeous day on Peachtree Street. And uh, probably around the metro area. It was 32 this morning, 62 now, and Deborah just got a sweatshirt. Are you cold? Are you chilly? You're always cold. I'm always cold. Yeah, all right. Uh, I was, uh, I don't know how to say this. I couldn't sleep last night. Something was bothering me. Okay. What do you mean? What do we no, mean? you said you didn't know how to say it, and then you yeah, said it. I, I did say it. Oh, by the way, it was H.G. Uh, Wells, not uh, Jules Verne, that did the... Uh, oh, the time machine. The time machine. I'm like, what? Uh, so anyway, that's not why I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning all night, thinking I threw Longoria off the uh, weight loss train by bringing in cupcakes oh, last night. Those things were really. Did, good. Have you started your six hundred pound life, or was no, that just no. you've been you've been good ever yeah, since that I've been cupcake? Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I'm such a jerk. Like, why would I do that? Why would yeah. I should have brought a veggie platter? You should have. Apparently, Longoria eat, eats Art. veggie platters now. Yeah. You're like Seinfeld when if he would have moved that cup six inches, exactly, further, the guy wouldn't have fallen off the wagon. Did, so you're not off the wagon. No, you fell on no, the wagon. I'm, good. I'm, right, I'm, good. I'm doing good today. I could not sleep last night. Uh, that, that's good because I got a, a cheese shortage story I'm going to share Uh-oh. with you in just a second. But uh, Johnny kicks us off final half hour on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Johnny? Hey, I would just like to offer an alternate opinion and give somebody, people, something else to think about that are uh, crucifying the royal family in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, everybody, look up on YouTube, Minister Louis Farrakhan. He said his entire life, interracial marriage was an abomination, and that's Minister Farrakhan. So, are, are you think up, you think please. I'm a fan of uh, of Minister Farrakhan? Well, I'm just saying he's agreed with keeping the races pure is what his, he, he's preached his whole life, Mr. Farrakhan. Well, all right. Well, I, okay. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. I, there's a lot of people that have. Um, yeah. When he is the uh, king of England, we will have that conversation. Uh, but uh, take away, you know, what, what the minister said about uh, my religion alone. I, I don't want, yeah, that's all I'm going to, that's all the time I'm going to spend on that. Billy in Powder Springs. Billy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, hey, Mark. What's up, um, buddy? 
Well, all right. Well, you were talking about things in movies that bother you and because they're impossible. And so uh, I'm 55 now, but when I was around 35, somehow I never watched Star Wars. And so all my friends were saying, you you haven't watched Star Wars? And so they, uh, some buddies talked me into going, and I was somewhat open-minded, but part of me was closed-minded. So uh, the sequels had come out at that time, mm-hmm. so I, they were at the theater. And so uh, we go in, and I have my popcorn, and I think the very first scene that I saw was the spaceship flying through space, and they had told me how wonderful the uh, special effects were. But it shows the spaceship flying, and it makes this sound like a jet, like, Yeah, yeah. And I, and I yelled out and embarrassed them. I said, There's no sound there in no space. There's no sound in space. <laughs> yeah, Very so observant. You're think... exactly right. You're exactly yeah, right. Sir. They didn't invite me to any more movies. And so I hope you never saw Spaceballs, because there's a lot of stuff that couldn't happen in real life in Spaceballs. (laughs) I don't think I saw that either. Yeah, that was actually, Spaceballs is a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, so there are things like that in movies that that really annoy me. I'll come up with a list of them eventually, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. All right, right, so, well, we talked about um, my problem with the first Coming Out to America movie, what happened at the St. John's game. You guys still haven't seen it yet, right? No. Uh, with uh, Patrice, Lisa McDowell's sister, uh, it was not addressed in the uh, in the second movie. In fact, Patrice is not even in the second movie, so that that still bothers me. I want to know if he had that conversation. Hey, by the way, Lisa, I hooked up with your sister at the St. John's game. That's something you would you you tell Leslie, like, hey, I hooked up with your sister before we get married, or maybe you'd wait till is after it, you're married. No, is that something you you tell? wanted to find out eight years in a relationship? Are they going to? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who's going to tell him, Aram? Yeah. Maybe that's why rip, she's not going to rip me off. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl could spill the the soul glow guy could could spill the beans <laughs> no. to try to ruin their marriage. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. to Russ, you. how you doing, buddy? Hey, good. How are you, Mark? Excellent. What's going on in your world? Yeah, nothing. I mean, both of my sons are crazy, so I'm pretty sure they're mine. <laughs> that that was the litmus test, the uh, the senility factor. Um, you you had you were getting a, a new police officer girlfriend roommate. What's going on with that? She she got mad at me last night. Um, that that girl from Peru's mad at me too. Uh, yeah, the one last night. What, what happened was I called her and she didn't answer. Yeah. So you know I sent her a message. I said you didn't answer the phone. She goes I'm busy. Well later she goes hello and I didn't see this hello. Hello, then she goes, goodbye. Oh, no. <laughs> Cause I, well, because I didn't, you know, respond, respond right away. Yeah. Well, you got your hand. So who is who is living in the house right now? What What's the, the line? Karen is in the house, and uh, Corrali comes over. She she keeps calling me, wanting me to come get her. So yeah. She's saying, and Shelly. Shelly comes over. Shelly Winter. No, not Shelly Winter. <laughs> not Shelly Shelly, my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, you remember that girl along here, Big Lips? Yeah, yeah, of course. How could we yeah, forget Shelly? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She, she comes over. So Karen so. is is always there. Corrali comes by and Shelly uh, sporadically. Yes. And the police exactly. officer woman is probably not going to happen now. I mean, I don't know. She's my, I'm not going. You know, she's not going to move in. All right. It would be wild having a cop live with you though. Um. Did I ever tell you this story? I think I did. I'm gonna. No, I'm not going to tell it again. Yeah, I'll tell it real quick. I'll, I'll do the condensed version. So when I first moved here to uh, Atlanta. I was working part-time at my uncle's cigar store in Buckhead, and the, the complex 
hired uh, outside police to do security patrol. And there was one girl that was uh, a police officer, and she would she had like Wednesdays and Thursdays, right? And she would come by, and it was a cigar shop. It was you know we had a big TV and big leather couches, and it was air conditioned. So like the police officer would come in, and I'd I'd give them cigars if they wanted or water or whatever. And she was like a really cute uh, police officer, and she owned a house, and I was looking for a new place to live. And she's like, oh, I can rent out a room. If you want to rent out a room in my place, I'd be more than uh, happy to do it. And uh, she, but she lived out in like Loganville or something. I was like, well, I, I appreciate the offer, but I need I need to be closer for the, my cigar job. You know, I can't, <laughs> I have to be at the ready to come into the cigar job. So uh, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I was really. I mean, she was adorable. She was really uh, attractive uh, woman. And then like a week later, her uh, fellow police officer boyfriend comes into the cigar store. I was like, I never met him. I didn't know who he was. I saw he was a police officer. I was like, hey, how you doing, officer? Can I get you anything? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, let's have a seat over here. So we sit down, and there's there's like a, we had a stone coffee table and the TV and these four leather chairs. It was a great setup. And I'm probably drinking a cup of coffee. And uh, he takes his gun out and puts it on the thing. And he goes, I heard my girlfriend ask you to move in with her. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, uh, she was gonna. She offered to rent a room, but I, uh, I'm not gonna do it. Like I, I turned it out. He's like, oh, I just want to make sure you're you had good intentions. I'm like, I have no intentions, officer. <laughs> like, like she's cute, yeah, but uh, there's nothing going on, and like you can holster your firearm, dude. Like I'm there's there's nothing to fear. It was like very unsettling. Um, Wait, he was serious. He wasn't just messing. No, with you? he was. I mean. If if she was my boyfriend, like she was my girlfriend, I would have been protective too. And it's kind of weird that she offered some single dude a place, to, you know, to rent out a room. Um, but I was like, I mean, he it escalated to where it didn't need to escalate. Like, he just said, "Hey, what's the deal?" Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, "No deal. Like you, you're good. Like I'm not, uh, you know." I didn't say, "Hey, can I live with you?" She said, "Hey, do you want to rent a room?" And if she had lived in, you know, inside the perimeter, I might have done it. But I. I'm not going to drive an hour for a cigar store job. Lucky for you, she didn't live closer. Yeah, because yeah. you just said yes and he came in. I know. That would have been a whole different conversation. But I, 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 ironically, I saw her in action. Um, police <laughs> action. action. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like she was. Uh, uh, there was like a shoplifting at the Publix next door or something, and she, she, like, took this dude down, cuffed him, stuffed him. It was. And then I was like, "All right, I'm moving with you now." Like, once I started acting, but it was a really freaky situation. Yeah, I wonder. No. I wonder how she's doing. Uh, I'm definitely not saying her name on the air. No. And to her, uh, uh, hopefully they got married and had plenty of babies. But yeah, to that officer, the dude officer, I I had no ill intention. Now he's looking at her earlobes and being like, "Hey, is that Aram had, I remember Aram having detached earlobes. Yeah, Aram's got those fat oh, earlobes." Anyway, uh, Russ, you are a good man, buddy. Uh, oh, oh, so we got a scheduling uh, update for Russ in Gainesville, Deborah Green. Uh, Thursday, short show because of Georgia basketball. Friday, either a short show or I'm off, one or the other. Well, I'm definitely off. So we can't do uh, Never Have Ever on Friday, Russ. Okay, that's fine. But uh, we'll we'll come up with better questions for the next week. We'll get it. We'll double fist it. Sure. All right. Take care, Russ. Thanks, Mark. All right, buddy. <laughs> was I wrong for telling that story on the air? No, that was yeah, an entertaining that was, story. No, no, right? no. I'd never heard that story. Yeah, yeah. the it, first time. It was pretty. It was pretty. That's impressive. I'm 23 years old, and this, uh, you know, yeah. Anytime, that, anytime somebody comes in and says, "Let's have a seat." Yeah. It's not going to go well. Yeah, but I mean, anytime I, someone offers you a seat, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not going. Unless you walked into their home 
invited. Yes. Outside of that, if anybody yeah. asks you to sit, hey, down, sit down, stand up or walk but out. But at this point, I didn't know who he was in relation to, I just thought he was a police officer. I thought, oh, sure. they got a new guy on the beat. He wants to talk to me and, you know, hey, what's going on in the neighborhood kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see what you thought and see what like, turned out. He's like, oh, so uh, I hear you know Cindy. And then boom, Glock on the table. I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> yeah. Well, Things you remember. Yeah. Uh, Hassan is Marietta. Hassan, good to hear from you, buddy. How are you? Thank you very much, Mark. And let me say for, for you first that uh, that that guy called and mentioned that clown to you, man. I want you to know that uh, even though we have different faiths, we have a lot more in common, faith-wise, you and I, than uh, than most people would even understand. Oh, we're brothers. So, we're brothers, that's man. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I don't want you to feel bad that he mentioned that clown. Not at all. Not at all. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, for these young folks, man, who, who uh, watch this Meghan Markle thing, I want them to, to see, to uh, realize that a big part of that was that this guy, Prince Harry, or whatever he calls himself, left his family. Any time a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or whatever tries to convince you to leave your family, that's not right. So there's a whole lot of other ad. There's a whole. There's many other avenues. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on you know in that situation. Saying? Well, what I'm saying is, you don't have to go across the pond. Get yeah. your house across the street or something. Yeah. But don't so, let anybody take you from your family. Again, I didn't see the whole interview, so if if I'm misquoting it, but the clips I saw, uh, Harry said it was his decision to 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 adios the family. Like, like <laughs> I don't know if he, if she pressured him to doing it, but ultimately he, it was his decision. He says to to break away um which is that's tough to do man i mean if you're just like a regular run-of-the-mill family to break away from your family but to break away from the crown and all that the the pomp and circumstance that comes with it that that's Uh, i'm not leaving my family no matter what yeah because because you you know think about it if if uh if maya asked no that can't that's not a good <laughs> That's not a good example because your, your family probably love her more than they love they you. They do. Exactly you got, right. You got my point. Though. Understood. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, family first, uh, and and we are. Yeah. If if we're not brothers, we're at least cousins, uh, faith wise. I definitely uh, appreciate and understand that. Uh, when we come back, oh, the cheese shortage. I can't forget the cheese shortage. Uh, sorry, Longoria. Gooey, delicious, melty queso. I love cheese. Yeah. Who doesn't? Except for the lactose folks. Uh, We'll be right back. One segment to go of the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Too late to give Longoria a nickname, Loti? Not too late? Veggie Tray. No, not at all. I think Veggie Tray might be your new nickname. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. I'll take tray. You'll do that? Yeah, it's better right. than Slongo. Or... Way better than mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, real quick, uh, sad news for cheese lovers like myself. Uh, Costco, do you, I mean, do people love Costco, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Especially if you have kids. Uh, Costco is running out of some cheese, and it's because of a shortage of shipping containers around the globe and bottlenecks at key West Coast ports such as L.A., Long Beach, Oakland, and Seattle. The combination has led to delays for suppliers shipping their goods Retailers like Costco receiving their products and higher costs along the supply chain. Uh, so I know you've been uh, stacking up on the on the toilet paper, Longoria, mm, but yeah. it's the queso now that yeah, you need I to. Uh, Luckily, I can't it have it on this diet. So uh, cheese, no cheese, seafood, <laughs> yeah. olive oils, furniture, sporting goods, lawn and garden equipment also impacted that. <laughs> um, but that's amazing. You know the shipping containers. They're like the yeah. There's a shortage of them because people are just. 
buying stuff and sending stuff and shipping stuff. Aren't they building houses out of them now? I, I wasn't sure if I should make that joke. Yes. Or not. Are yes. they really? Yeah, that's like uh, yeah. a whole trendy thing. Huh. Yeah. So I should look for a shipping container home? Sure. Yeah, it'll probably be Maya, cheaper. Yeah. Maya would love that. I'm sure. Um, so this is uh, this is the first shortage. Toilet paper hit me close, but uh, cheese. Uh, we ordered uh, from uh, La Paria on Friday, and I picked it up after the show, and Maya ordered online, and uh, it, it, we almost had our first fight as a married couple. She's like, do you want queso? I'm like, do you not know me? Why would I? Like, what kind of, who asked me if I want queso? Of course I want queso. You gotta have queso. <laughs> Anyway, start the show along, Gloria. Who doesn't want queso? And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the for show? For queso or guac, Longo? Queso or guac? Oh, guac. You prefer guac? Oh, yeah. Deborah? Over queso? queso or guac? Avocado. Yeah. What? Avocado. Oh, <laughs> low tea? Queso. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Come on. <laughs> I just flashed the white power symbol. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Sorry about that. That was a fist in the air. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what was going on. Let's get out of here. Uh, we will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Uh, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Queso all day, every day. Oh, I didn't do Star of the Show. I was going to say, did you actually pick somebody? Uh, we'll give it to Shelly. Shelly came okay. in. Uh, he's a good dude. He's got a good show. He's on 10 to midnight here, Word on the Street. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.